welcome to the Exit Mindset Podcast. I'm Ramakali. 15 years ago, when I was trying to sell one of my companies, I couldn't get what I thought was the right price for it. I realized I had things set up the wrong way, even though the company was profitable. So I spent years researching and studying exit strategies to improve my company's valuation. I discovered that the same process that improves valuation would improve business profitability and give me more free time. I'm here to show you what I have learned. You see, the best way to grow your business is to look at it from the perspective of someone who's going to buy your company. Once you start thinking that way, magic happens and you start seeing things you could not see before. But that's not all. I also discovered the three principles that you must know to command a better price for your company. The three principles are, first, the product, second, the infrastructure, and third, the conversation you have with the consumer. Once you master these three principles, you will be on your way to increasing your profits, your company valuation, and get more work-life balance. So listen in and learn how you can do that. I will teach you through this podcast, Lessons from the Trenches, and we will have a dialogue with some of the greatest minds on the planet. Do you ever wonder why you never seem to get out of the rut of being a business owner, running a business every day? Well, today's podcast, we're going to talk about some of the things that contribute to that and why you should not think like a business owner. Rather, you should be thinking like a buyer. Daily tasks and emergencies are accepted as a common issue business owners must deal with. No one sets out to simply tread water in their business without any forward momentum. But unfortunately, that is often the case in many, with many business owners like you due to the fact that these distractions exist. You see, day-to-day tasks often get in the way of improving and scaling. While they are certainly a necessary measure, I'm here to tell you that this is below your pay grade and the wrong way to go about running your business. Those frequent emergencies must be taken care of, but you should be thinking from the buyer's mindset and not the owner's mindset. The buyer mindset will enable you to work on growing your business, cultivating relationships, and developing an infrastructure that is profitable. So let's dive in. First, let me clarify when we talk, what do you mean by when we talk about the buyer here? We're not talking about the customer or consumer. We're talking about a potential company buyer, a buyer of your own company, should you ever decide to sell, which you may not want to, but at least use that as a quantifiable measure. So basically, we're talking about the perspective of someone interested in buying your business, not your product here. I did some research and compiled a list as to why most people start their business. And here are some of the most common answers that I find out. The first one is business allowed them to follow their own passion. The second, they felt that they can control their lifestyle and schedule. The third is they can achieve financial independence. Many of you think that way. Another reason why people start a business is they get to create their own environment that they want. Another one is that they get to encounter new challenges every day. Some people like that. Some of you enjoy the thrill of the challenge. Another one is that some of you want to be creative, and that's why you start your business. Another one, you can have more spare time, which is, by the way, most people that get into business find to be very difficult at that point, but it's sort of a, always a desire that you have more spare time because I have my own business. Another one is that most people form their business is that they can discover new fields that they'd be interested in. They can create new assets. They can get involved in the community for some of you. And last one is that they can make an impact in their industry. 
these are some of the reasons. There are others out there, but these are the things that I thought are the most important ones out there as to why people start a business. So I'm sure you've heard at least one or two things on that list that intrigued you. And that's why you started your business, or you might decide to start a business because of that. But often the cycle of being in the owner's mindset gets in the way of business owners in terms of achieving their goals. Instead of getting these things, they spend their time as bottlenecks of sort of giving their time and attention to maintain their business, ultimately having no time to really invest into it. So that leaves them with no time flexibility to do any of the things they started business for in the first place. You see, from my experience, what I've seen in the past, most business owners actually don't consider the future sale of their company. And especially in the early stages of forming the company, in the beginning, beginning, they're excited. They're starting the business. They Sometimes as they grow, they are enjoying it. And then at some point, it becomes a lifestyle. So you're not going to find many people thinking like a buyer or they want to, because they want to sell the business and they think take that approach, the exit mindset approach. But what I find is that the very few that adopt that thinking have more success in their companies than the ones that don't. And I came across many people that have not thought about it until the last maybe couple of years or sometimes months. And sometimes it just sneaks on them where they have to sell their business. And in some instances, I've seen situations where business owners just have to sell because of some reason or the other. If that happens to you, then you probably have to be dealing with a fire sale or a sale that is not conducive. In addition to that, I've also seen business owners that their businesses are very inefficient and not done in in a scalable way. It works. It gives them the income they're looking for. But what they don't understand is that if they probably do it a little bit differently and apply a buyer's mindset to the company, they could be maybe doubling, tripling their results in addition to having a little bit more free time than they have right now. So all this comes into play. From my perspective, I've seen many situations where I look at what is going on around me and I realize if this continues, this company isn't going to go anywhere. This company is just going to be grinding the same thing every day in, day out. And what I try to do is that observe and ask myself one question. And that question has been very helpful to me and and created a lot of uh, improved results is that, can I get away from this? Can we get this done in a way where where it would be self-managing takes care of itself without me having to deal with this every day or can make up a new decision without about this process every day. And when you ask those questions, you're going to find that the solutions come in. The answer, a lot of times the answer is no, the way it's going will never be done with this. It's going to be forever. I'm just going to be every day in here doing this or doing that. So I try to figure out processes or, or systems that would create that sort of scalable factor in that particular part of the business model. And if you stack those scalable aspects, scalable parts into your business in totality, you're going to get a scalable model in general. Of course, you got to put a lot of thinking into it and you got to put work into it, but that work would have a payoff in terms of a company that's comfortable and that you'd have more time. And then you'd be able to sell that company easier because a buyer would look at it and go, this is a very efficient operation. The reason I realized that there's a difference between the exit mindset, or what you call the buyer's mindset, and the business owner's mindset is because of all the challenges that I faced, all the bad results that I got when I was operating as a business owner. It really didn't help me. And part of the reasons I wrote the book, The Exit Mindset, is because I saw these things. I saw those challenges. I saw what happened when the company isn't built in a way that can be sold. And when the operations aren't conducive to scalability to the extent 
that it would, would a buyer would be attracted to that kind of a business and say, okay, this is a good model that I could be willing to put my invest in, and I won't have to be putting a lot of time into it. And just don't confuse profitability with the fact that you have a good scalable model. That some people confuse that. So I'm making the return I'm looking for, making you know my revenues, revenue targets, but you are working, and the company could break down if something goes wrong, and you hope it wouldn't go wrong. And sometimes it does, and sometimes it doesn't. But you are really want to take a chance on this. So my advice is to think the process, and I keep reiterating is that think like a buyer. Don't think like a business owner, which is the title of that podcast. So let's talk about the specific components of thinking like a buyer. Buyers want to buy a company that they can profit from without needing to spend a lot of time on it. The more you have that dialed in, the better it is for you and the better your company is because inherently, if you got a company that's self-sustaining, scalable, moves on automatic, you are going to have an easier time running it. So look at the benefits here. And again, I always say this about the exit mindset is that you're not looking necessarily to sell the company, at least for now. This could be a year's, decade's worth of enjoyment in, in running that company. But at the same time, you need to be aware that you need to run it like a sellable model, like a model that somebody's going to buy from you. And when that happens is when you get to reap the benefits, even though you're not going to sell it yourself. You want a company that is smart with its resources, but also a structure to take steps continuously to reinvest and improve. You need to understand that you must invest in that company. Lots of times I find people want to do things sort of on the cheap. And on the cheap doesn't, or, or when I say not on the cheap, doesn't mean you got to spend enormous amount of money to do something. But sometimes a little investment in the right area and the right way could yield a lot of good results for you. So keep that in mind. You want a company that is built to run an autopilot as much as possible without total dependence on owners or other key employees. Other key employees is good to have, but even key employees must be replaceable. If your company is relying on a couple, even one key employee that is not replaceable, you got a problem. You do not have an exit company. And you do not have the exit mindset because obviously this person is there. But it does happen. In many, many cases, we found that we have a key employee that is great and that we want to take care of them. And we have no intention of replacing that key employee. But at the same time, we're cognizant that if something's to happen and that key employee is not there, and by the way, it doesn't have to be that you get rid of them or something you do. It could be as simple as they might want to go. Now what? Another reason key employees go is that something happens to them. Maybe a disability, maybe something goes wrong, maybe the change in life, maybe you want to take a sabbatical. Now what? What do you do? Now you got to start from the beginning. You must be ready for situations like that. One of the ways you can reduce the impact of a key employee leaving is by setting processes, maybe not necessarily that one person would do the same as the key employee, but multiple people might be doing parts of what that key employee is doing, reducing the impact of that key employee leaving. And finally, you want a profitable company with a product that provides transformational value to consumers. And finally, in my book, The Exit Mindset, which is coming soon, I talk about the product. And any buyer would want to buy a company that has a good product. Of course, that should be one of your focuses as well, in addition to all the things we talked about. Because remember, if you don't have a good product, everything else doesn't really matter because there's nothing to sell. So let's go over some of the questions that can help you think from perspective of potential company buyer. What are the processes that require the most supervision in your company? Are there justified reasons for them to be there? And can they be improved? Second, 
what systems or processes can be totally automated? Third, what are the most unnecessarily costly aspects of your business that require the most resources that you can reduce or cut on simply because they're a waste of your resources? The fourth, how often are you personally involved in the day-to-day activities? If you are in too much day-to-day activities, you ought to evaluate everything and start thinking as a buyer and trying to figure out what would a buyer do if they take over your business? Are they going to have to do all the work you're doing? Can you teach them all that? And if the answer is yes, I got to show them all that, it doesn't run on its own, then you ought to rethink everything. Fifth, are there people in your company that you could absolutely not function without? And if so, think about what would happen if they're gone and what would happen to the buyer if they buy the company and they decide they don't like the new buyer and they would go. He would have no company and he would know that. He or she would know that. Six, are there people that are bottlenecks in your process and lower your productivity? Try to identify them and coach them and counsel them to get doing better or reassign them. Or ultimately, if they don't work out, then you have to move on. Seven, if someone was to purchase your company, would your financials be impressive enough to draw attention from your revenue perspective, from asset perspective, the general value of your company? The eighth one, how does your company look compared to others in the same industry? How distinctive are you from perspective of being unique, differentiated, with a better product, looks better, and having a positioning in, the, in your industry that people admire? If not, maybe you ought to think about these things and take it to that level. So these are just a few of the questions that could arise when a buyer is evaluating a company. I would advise that you set time aside right now to really envision what a buyer would want to see from your company and how you can meet those expectations. Because if you can meet them now, when the time comes, whether it's a year or 10 years from now, you're going to find it much easier to deal with the, with the situation, but even better, you're going to find a company that's running very smoothly and you're having more time and things are a lot easier for you because if a company is running smoothly without you, you're going to have an easier time in life in general, which is what's important here as well. So to conclude, the market and the business world change so quickly. There is no way to function without continuous improvement. And the best way to keep up with rapid changes is to think like a buyer and implement the necessary changes regularly. This whole thing in thinking like a buyer might feel strange at first, especially when you're trying to be objective about your company and the necessary improvements. But I assure you, the buyer perspective will pay off greatly in your effort to build an exit-ready business. Not only will the buyer be attracted to your business and want to give you a premium for it, but you will see increased revenues, higher levels of efficiency, and a better balance in your time and life. So I hope that was helpful to you. To get a free copy of my 23 action steps you can take now to scale your business, go through the link below in our show notes or go to theexitmindset.com slash 23. I'm Ram Akili. Remember, action is everything. Use it or lose it. I'll see you on the next podcast. You've just listened to the Exit Mindset Podcast with Ram Akili. If you haven't yet subscribed or followed, please do so in your podcast listening app. Or better yet, visit ExitMindset.com to join the conversation, access the show notes, and discover our bonus content. Lastly, we want to help as many business owners as possible. If you know anyone that could benefit from the information given in this podcast, please feel free to share it with them. Until next time.